With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the 9 o'clock edition of the program tonight on a Sunday night. I'm your host, Chris Wassel. With me, as always, is Mr. Timmy Rosenthal. Good evening, Timmy. Uh, where to begin with this? Do we um, do we skip the injury ninja today and just go to trade talk, or do we begin we, we with go- the injury ninja and <laughs> then go to trade talk? Wait, wait, wait. Or or do we begin with the injury ninja? Um, which players from this three three team deal will get injured? Yes. Yeah, we, we can have a mix of we, both, I guess. We can do we can do all here uh, on on the program. Uh, for folks that don't know. It is a it is a mild night in the Northeast, which allegedly, from what I've been told, this time next weekend it may be snowy. Possibly, not not in stone yet, but some moron, some dodo models are 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 trying to project out a potential snowstorm, mini little snowstorm, Saturday night into early Sunday, for the Northeast and the middle mid Atlantic. Not in bad people. Like an inch or two. You know, it's okay. Either way, it's going to be cold next weekend. It's going to be like 40 degrees on Saturday here. So Yeah, uh, we're looking at 37, 38 in Boston right now. Yeah, yeah, not not good. But all right, the trade winds, it did indeed finally blow. According to our, according to our sources of Matthew Shane's agent, Oh wait, we're not supposed to say that, are we, Timmy? Ah, uh, damn it! Uh, there, 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 there we, there we go, getting in trouble once again. Oh darn! You know, it didn't it? Didn't even last two minutes tonight, and we're already in trouble. Ah, darn! Oh jeez. Yeah, we're yeah. Um, so far off the air next week, guys. You know why? Yeah, we we really did it this time, as opposed to, and and it's funny too because. I, I love I love the article. When you search Matt Duchesne trade on Google, it really is funny to see the see the you know the three way deal that wasn't, and how many how many of the parts actually are off from what was proposed. I mean, the basic premise of the deal is all right, and it's there. Um, but hey, look. You know, Matthew Shane's off to a much better start this year. He had, he had ten, you know, he had ten points on the season already, and he and he looked good in his first two shifts tonight. That's the sad part. I mean, I don't know how you do. I don't know how you do that, and you expect a team to respond in some way. Because literally, the side part in all all this is that the Islanders scored a bunch of goals tonight, not ten, but. A half dozen, mm-hmm. decent enough, right? Pretty good. Five, five of those, five of those goals, Timmy, 
And this is where it gets comical. Five of those goals were for, from one line, and it wasn't the Tavares line at all. Tavares got an assist on one of the power play goals, but that was it. Tavares line really did nothing all night. Two point. And um, the Islanders still found them. Well, the, the best part, the best part, yeah. ironically enough, ironically enough, that 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 the Shentre might have been the best part of the game. It might have been. I mean, here's the funny part, though. For people that were like, "Oh, you know, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a good quality start out of Thomas Grice," he gave up two goals in the last half minute of the game. <laughs> Yeah. So he he went I mean, from a short from a short quality start to well, I don't think I've seen this in a, in 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 a little while. I mean, look to a very average start. I mean, look, I Colorado, think the save percentage dro- must have dropped for at least forty points to the in oh, that yeah. in, in in just that time frame there. Uh, yeah, because those were all right. Those were the all right. Let's see. Those were the last two shots. So. All right, let, I'm going to have fun with this. Damn it. We're, we're totally getting off the beaten trail, but that's okay with us because it will tie into the Matthew Shane trade really, really soon enough. All right, so if you if you if we get our Apple calculator out. So Senior, Senior Thomas Grice had a 940 save percentage before the two Alexander Kerfoot shots went in. Yes, that really happened. That dropped him from a 940 save percentage to an 886. Ow. Yeah, so, so, he, so right around that's your 60. Uh, yeah, not so good. Um, he's just bad, uh, <laughs> you know, as, as, as they say. Um, but tying back into this, and and the key part is this. Duchesne was a pretty hot commodity. At least at least to, at least to Ottawa. And that's the funny part in this. Ottawa is always thought of the, as the team that almost gets the guy. And then when they get the guy, something uh really goes wrong. It really does. Oh, it does. Uh, like last with, year when they got Broussard? I mean, he didn't have as good of a start, as I recall. Right. And then, no, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I right, mean, so they gonna... wound up with a pretty good deal of that, but... Hey, look, the fact that this needed a third team still drives me insane. Um, really? I, I don't understand that. God, what? Why, oh, why, oh, why? Um, and it's funny because, like, when you read the original report, it's like, oh, this player is going, or this player is going, or this player is going. And the poetic part in in the trade itself is, you know, you see late, you see late in the first period, Blake Como going off the ice, he had an injury. And to the side, you see Matt Duchesne coyfully, like, helping him off the ice while he's basically running to the exits. 
literally afterwards. That at least was the report. Is literally he was running out of there. He could not wait to get his equipment off, and he was gone. Apparently, uh, I don't know how true that part was. So I guess that'll be something that we find out eventually. Mm-hmm. But you know, this is this is the kind of thing that you sit there and you talk about and you just go. Really? This is this is what happened. <laughs> All right. So the basic part the basic nuts and bolts part of the trade. In a sense. Matthew Shane goes to Ottawa. Kyle Terrace goes to Nashville. Terrace promptly signs a six year thirty six million dollar extension with Nashville. The Avalanche get a pile of stuff. That's the basic part of the deal, right, Timmy? Yeah. They get a pile pile of stuff. Um, and, you know, you look at it on the surface and you go, okay, well, you know, there's some pretty, pretty good prospects in there. And the funny part is everybody seems to have kept something. So it wasn't a total loss. No. Um, Nashville kept Will Carrier, who's a pretty pretty excellent defensive prospect. They didn't have to give up Dante Fabro. Didn't think they were going to anyway. But hey, you know you never know. I I suppose. I mean, it's not as if it's not as if back. I don't explain it. He got a good haul for Matthew Shane under the circumstances. And it doesn't hurt that Duchesne was starting to play like Duchesne finally. Which was good. Look, this was going to happen no matter what. There was no way Matthew Shane was going to be the player that had like .56 points per 60 over the final 20 games last year. That's not Matthew Shane. Um, you know, is he at the hall? Is he, is he at a level, say, a Taylor Hall? No. But was he as bad as he was last year? No. And there's a lot of things to it. And a good bit of that was Joe Sackick's own doing, which he mangled this in every way, shape, and form. And you you knew that this was going to happen the longer he waited to pull the deal. Right. And he had... I'll argue this, that before the draft, he had a better deal in place. And he just didn't pull the trigger because he kept thinking he could get more and more and more. Now, he That's lucked the Penguins, out. wasn't it? Yeah, it was with the Penguins. And look, he lucks out here in a sense because he did find the third team miraculous. I, look, you at least have to give him an ounce of credit here. He, he stuck to his guns to a fault um, at the expense of his... Look, if they had gotten a number one pick, for example... I don't know he makes this kind of trade. Because he wasn't drafting a defenseman. He was drafting either... I think he was drafting Nolan Patrick, too, which would have been suicide, but... Yeah. Um, Oh, um, Patrick... Before we go on, Jonathan Druin puts the uh, Habs on the board. I believe uh, Terry Price is in that, so... Maybe he's... One nothing. 
wait a minute. Did they do... Our team's just pulling the switcheroo all over the place on me just to tick me off today. All right, let's see. No? Wow. Drew Ram from Gouch. All right, I, I still... I, I like that pairing, but... I oh, still Charlie Lindgren's in golf. Yeah, Lindgren's in. I was going to say, yeah, because, no. Price oh, yeah, I forgot the general. whole thing about... Pr- that whole yeah, thing, which we'll yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's going to be a mess, and we're going to anger Montreal people in a, in a little while. Don't worry about that. All right. I hope you're listening, Sal. I hope you're listening. <laughs> yeah, really. At this point, it's a mess. Um. So, I I looked at this. I talked to a few people. Um. I talked to Cody Benjamin, who does the work for CBS Sports. Uh, literally, as the as the as the trade was happening. All right, Colorado receives the following: Shane Bowers, eh. Andrew Hammond. Right. No, yep. Andrew Hammond. So you, you, they get the they basically they get like a nice minor league goalie who. Really should be a backup. I, I, that's the only part of the, they probably had to take Hammond at some point to make the deal work because Ottawa just was not going to keep Hammond around. Um, and, it, and it's interesting because it'll set up at least eventual trade bait if somehow Jonathan Bernier gets it together. It's, oh, by the way, he gave up six goals on 28 shots tonight. Yeah, um, not so good. Uh, they get a first and third from Ottawa. Now, that's just the Ottawa part. Okay. They get from Nashville, they get Samuel Gerard, who's a B, about a B to B minus prospect. Mm-hmm. And he's pretty, you know, he was pretty good in his couple games with, with Nashville when he was playing with some guy named Josie um, and or P.K. Subban. They get Vladislav Kamenev and a second round pick. Jimenez an interesting guy, Timmy. He's not your prototypical Russian player. So I know people will say, oh, Kamenev, Russian player, blah, 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 et cetera. Um, yep, and Claude Julian, something, 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 hates Russians. Right. So I took a look at it. I, I do some, I guess, some work with, you know, prospects, et cetera, and, and such. All right, Kamenov is a second, is a 2014 second round pick of the National Predators. Plays in Milwaukee, the six two two zero five. The good news for Colorado fans is he's only twenty one. He hits. He hits like a player in his prime, though. Um, and it, and it's kind of goofy. He is one of those players that can play anywhere on on any line. And that's the thing. He just he just could he couldn't crack Nashville, Timmy, because of the players that they have. Um, which 
makes me think that he could be a good fit in Colorado. At least in the bottom six early. I don't know how long it will be, but I would not be surprised to see him up at some point. Um, and maybe early, early, sooner rather than later. Um, yeah, by the time um, the spring rolls around, maybe they'll bring him aboard for a few games. Yeah, I, w- I, I like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened even even before then. Um, it's that it's that type of thing where you just kind of look and go, hmm, okay, you know, not a bad not a bad player, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, now, Shane Bowers is a little bit of a different story, and it's it's kind of funny to look at. Like, do not type Shane Bowers. Uh, just by itself. If you're ever if you're ever searching and looking around, um, you'll get the baseball player. <laughs> it won't it won't end well for you. Um, but you know, Bowers is a Timmy should know. Timmy, you might even know him a little bit, just because he plays for BU. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, it, it, it's it's funny now because like you look at clearly Wikipedia is on this because you know he's first round pick of the Auto Senators this year, and they already have the he is a prospect of the Colorado Avalanche now. <laughs> They're already there. Wow. Um, yeah, it's pretty quick. Now Bowers is six two, one eighty five. Um, he's one of those few players that actually opted to not play. In, in the Canadian Hockey League and went straight to university in the States. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, he's got a long, he's got a good long ways to go. He played for one of, one of the real sort of hockey hotbeds in the USHL with the uh, Waterloo Blackhawks who have developed a few players into NHL talent uh, over the, over the years. Um, Better season last year. Still a good good ways to you know he has he has a lot to work on. So he's probably a guy that will be at BU for at least two or three years minimum. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not like it's not like the it's not like the Avs got a guy that can step in at least play in the AHL even next year. I don't think that's the no. Case he's a project. Yet. He's a bit of a project. Um. Yeah, and you know something something we did talk about too, and I'll I'll throw I'll throw throw this in later. Um, Kamena, by the way, is a, is a, is not a center, so there's that too. Um, Bowers is not. A, Still don't think his best position is there, but eh, we're, we're going to see what happens. I still think Bowers is more is going to be more of a winger in the NHL, but now nah, we're, we're 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 jumping the gun a bit. Um, in short, the Avs got a nice haul here, but again, they paid a lot to get a lot here. They they dragged this out a lot, a way more, way longer than it had to be. Um. And, and, and here's the way here's the way to look at this, and 
I, I guess I, I, I looked at it this way too. You have hours the project, or a bit of a project, depending on which, depending on scouts and GMs and et cetera you talk to. It, it, it depends. He ha, he has nice potential, but there's there's a lot to work on there. And at least from the few games that I saw from certain streaming networks, he has a good bit to work on. Just just does. Uh, especially de- defensive laps, lapses all over the place, which is a little Kyle Terrace-esque. Go figure. Um, just, just putting it out there. So Now, here's the thing, too. Ottawa faces the interesting dilemma of the following. So, what if the Matt Duchesne trade works out well? Duchesne puts up 60, 70 points. Not this year, but as a whole, let's say. Let's say, let's say in the next, I don't know, Timmy, 65 to 70 games, he puts up about 50 to 55 points. Mm-hmm. Oh, have to nothing now. Yeah. Idea of starting Crawford. Okay. Uh, aside from that, um, Joe Morrow. Hey, what do you know? The Devils actually scored a goal. Holy crap. Hey, Joe freaking Morrow. Oh, come on. What is this? Boston, former Boston Knight at the OK. Oh, that's really. Oh, you're not kidding either, Timmy. Damn. Uh, <laughs> I was hoping you were kidding on that one, but no. Okay, fair enough. And the sad part about this game is actually it's a high event game. I did not ex- I expected it to be I expected shots on goal to be what they are now. Mhm. You know, it's still 12 13 minutes left and shots on goal are right around 30 30. Just um, a bit. Yeah, I you know, I didn't expect this kind of pace. I I thought it would take yeah. a while to pick up. All right, so that that's fair enough. Um, and Chicago has only gotten two shots in the third period. Yeah, Chicago's... They're on the second over. game of back-to-back, too. So are the Habs, but, but... but And both teams, I believe, had to travel as well. Right, but the difference is... Minnesota plays like a real ugly, you know, type of game sometimes. And, you know... Game, you know, between two fierce rivals, mm-hmm. Chicago and Minnesota is a rivalry now. I know that chased people a little bit the wrong way, but hey, um, it's true. But it's there. So this is this is how how you kind of look at it. All right, like we said, you know, Duchesne performs, gets that. 60, 65-point plateau this year. Plays well on the power play. Gets a lot of points on the power play. Very possible. Does it again, say, next year? Okay. Now what do you do? And this is why. And this is where this is where the problems come in, and this is where the Captain Obvious statements come 
flying like a howitzer. They just do. All right. Let's look at the cap situation, because this is always fun. Hit the shiny button. Cap by the way, by the way, NHL numbers does not have this updated yet, so I'm disappointed. But, but Cap Friendly has it updated. Because Cap Friendly is smart. Yes. And friendly. And, and very friendly. It's funny, too, because something that got lost in this trade, too, was the simple fact that Ottawa only, at the time of the trade, had a little less than $2 million of cap space. Mm-hmm. And they are going to have overages this year, so they would have had a little bit of a problem anyway. Um, all right, so... But the only reason why I want to do NHL numbers is because they have the quick little chart for, for contract year. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got I got one. So, Mr. Carlson, whose contract will be up soon enough, is going to demand a metric ton of money, even with half an ankle. And we are looking at Carey Price area. Maybe higher. Maybe Maybe a little higher. Maybe he's 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 getting eight years, even though he's going to be, what, 28, 29, 30 around there? And you have a little bit, you have a little bit of a concern there, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we have, to, you know, you have to realize. Uh, by the way, with the with the trade, and this is where it helps short term. Ottawa has about three point seven million now. Because remember, the important thing was Hammond. Hammond was a couple million off the cap sitting in the minors. You know, you can only bury a certain amount, and then obviously, you know, cup, you know, they also got rid of a couple other players and picks and such, and they wind up gaining a net of about, yeah, two point, two point, well, a little less than two million, to be fair, about 1.8. Ah, uh, you know, carry the one throw this out, you know, et cetera. And also, guess who else is a free agent by the time, um, uh, same year as Eric Carlson? Don't do it. Don't do it, Timmy. Yes. Don't do it. The guy who the Senators just traded for. Yeah, it's true. So they are going to have to make a decision. But you know what? They have a luxury now of Having those two in the fold for a couple of years, and the good thing too is in two well in two years Duchesne is twenty eight, Carlson is twenty nine. Mm-hmm. So you're going to sign Carlson to an eight year deal no matter what. That's going to take him to his age thirty seven year. But also assuming Duchesne gets a raise, who do you move? <sighs> okay, here's the other problem. Okay, there's a okay, there's quite a few. And this is where I have problems with this. Okay. Here is what you're stuck with. Oh boy, this is going to this is going to be fun. All right. So, if you go by two more years, Timmy, and we fast forward to July 1st, 2019. Mhm. 
Oh, boy. Um, does this have a feeling of a late night with Conan O'Brien from the year 2525 segment? Um, I think yeah, it I does. It does. It does a little bit. Okay. You are going to have a 34-year-old Dion Phaneuf who still has two years left on his $7 million a year contract. Oh, oh boy. But wait, it gets better. You're still going to have Bobby Ryan, who is broken again. He'll be 32 and still have three years left on his seven and a quarter million dollar a year contract. Oh boy. And you're really not going to be able to move both of them. You'd be lucky to move one. Right. Oh, by the way, if that was not enough, you're also going to have to do something with 32-year-old Derek Broussard, who would also be a unrestricted free agent that year. Mm-hmm. I think they, at that point they would be willing to let him walk. Yeah, he's a little bit easier. Especially with uh, Pigot, if he develops into a two-way guy, into a solid two-way guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, he can yeah, essentially be your second-line center once uh, for a year, anyway, for his last year on this contract. Right. And in, and then in the meantime, next year you have Mark Stone, who will be a restricted free agent. Oh. Oops. So you have to pay him. Um, oh, and not to forget Cody Cece. They probably have plans for him. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I mean, this gets better and better. And by the way, too, if we, we, we pile on the rabbit a little bit more, Clark MacArthur's LTIR stint, a stint. He still well, he would still have another year to go, potentially, unless they do something to make make both sides whole. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's the thing here. So we mentioned, we mentioned CC, who will be in... God, I, I still can't believe CC's going to get paid, and I, I, I can't even fathom this, but he is. And he's probably going to get something a little bit above what uh, da- Damian, uh, Damon Severson made um, in New Jersey. I think he got six. Severson got six years, $25.25 million. You get the idea. Um, but that's the problem. Oh, oh also, Timmy? The one good thing, at least, is their goalies will be locked up. Yep. For that that summer of 2019, which is which is good. Um. But again, like I said, there's a there's five, six, seven question marks there. And with that roster. Yeah. And not to be lost in all this, whether it makes a media impact or not for 2019. Summer of 2019, the summer of 2018. They don't have a first or second round pick as of right now. Oh come on, Timmy! Did you have to go there? But you're right. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of goofy now because if you look at this, all right, they have six they have six picks next year, including the Ranger seventh rounder that that was oh, a throw in and the um. What was that? The uh, Broussard deal, yeah. Yeah, that was the Broussard deal. So, I mean, again, I mean, that's not an immense amount to look forward to. No. 
Um, the other good thing that this that this did for Ottawa temporarily, at least, is their maximum um, you know SPC or standard player contract count is now at forty seven. Mm-hmm. So they have a little room to work with. That that does help a bit. So that was another reason for getting rid of Hammond, other than obviously the little bit of a cap boost. Because I don't think Ottawa is done, based on the fact that they have that cap space. They're going to try something else. They're going to be a team to watch. Not only the deadline, but now. There's going to be something else involved. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we looked at Ottawa. Fair enough. Let's look at Nashville. Teams. The Nashville Predators, who it was funny last last night because one of my one of my good friends, um, my good friend Julie, who lives in Milwaukee now and follows the Admirals a good bit, this is worth it, having people knowing people in places comes in handy. Thanks, Julie. Um, They're in a good, but Nashville's in an excellent position. The only thing I don't like is the fact that they signed Terrace to a six-year deal. But that, eh, I, I digress. I get you have to. I understand certain things, but okay. Nashville still has, and this is this is a key key point in this for now. This year, remember Terrace is only making three and a half million this year, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. Important point to note. Nashville has four point seven three million in cap space right now. They have enough because of the players that they unloaded. They have five standard player contracts to give out left. Which means they can move some things around before the deadline. And quite a few. Their power play is horrific. Their goalie gives up goals from a hundred feet away. Yeah, he's on the oh, wait. Line. Oh, wait, that freaking happened last night. Oh, damn it. Um, and they have to get rid of Scotty Hartnell eventually at the trade deadline. Oh, okay, I went there. Um, yeah, Hartnell somehow on the first line. Uh, just, yeah, just shoot me now. Um, but this did open This did open enough things up. They didn't have to get rid of Elk, Ekholm, which I thought they might have to. Uh, no. That's interesting. Having to give up on Gerard isn't so bad because they have Carrier in the system and they have they have enough players that you can at least sit there and go, okay, you know, we got some. Alexa- Alexander Carrier is a definite talent. There's no question about it. Um, you know, I started looking through. Jonas Littinen is an is a is could be a really good player as well. He's on loan right now, but still young enough. He's 22. Um, the Predators have probably, I know some people say like five or six good defensive prospects. I'll go like four. And they have a and couple that's guys. that's still that a very five. good number to have. Oh, it's better than most teams could dream of. Yes. Let, let's be honest. At, at this point in the game, for a team that was two games from winning the Stanley Cup last year, Nashville is still in an excellent position, but there are some concerns. There always is. 
Um, look, Nick Bonino is going to get $4.1 million for the next four years. I know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know. But at least Victor Arvison is only going to get four and a quarter million until hell freezes over. So that helps. Um, I mean, look, you know, and Forsberg's going to get that nice long, you know, has that nice long deal for the next several till 2022, Timmy. He's only making six million. Ryan Johansson, eight million till 2024. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, to be fair, the Johansson deal seems like a bit of an overpay, but you're keeping that. You think first line happy, although Peter Laviolette loves blending and blend, you know, line blender, line blender, line blender. Mm-hmm. All right. The parts in this that are the most obvious. Nashville has to try and win now. Rene's under contract only until 2019. And at that point, he won't be making $7 million a year. That's one part. Second part, UC Soros. You kind of have to make a little bit of a decision on him because he's a restricted free agent next year. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have to pay him. You know, this year, look, he's been hung out to dry a lot. Um, last night's game, Exhibit A, but I mean, that whole, the last 12 minutes of that third, 12 to 15 minutes of that third period, Timmy, mm-hmm. looked like 2012 LA in the playoffs. And the scary part was, and I think for the rest of the Pacific Division, that was 2012 LA with a little more scoring ability. Yeah. And yes, I I get it. LA didn't win the game. I understand that. They got a point. In a game, they had no business getting a point, especially after two periods. All right. The Terrace is getting six years, $36 million starting next year. That is not so bad for a 29-year-old. That'll take him up till he's almost 35. Not terrible, not ideal, maybe to some. Okay. We did homework, and we came up with the following. This is, again, where it gets fun. People ask, all right, where where are we popping these numbers out from midair? Hockey reference, Corsica, um, natural stats trick, and what other other stats pages we can come up with in, in short order. Okay. Here we go. I don't have a stinking drum roll, Timmy. That's the other problem. No drum roll. Um, all right. That's the best I can do. Especially good enough. I only have one hand available. This is a good point. All right, so you know, going through and looking at it, obviously Terrace's career year, you know, 2014, 2015 had 64 points. Last year he had 55 points in 78 games. Set a career high in goals of 27. Not bad. I like no. that. that. That's that's good. You know, and he's a guy that hawks a lot of minutes. He plays sometimes 19 to 20 minutes a night for the most part, especially in the last three, four seasons, and five of the the last six. Okay. Here's my thing. 
He is an 11.5% career shooter with Ottawa. I don't count his time in Phoenix because, well, that was a different time. <laughs> That's the they best way to describe it. Yeah, but you know what? Remember, really he did. didn't. He didn't really want to play there either. To be fair, right. though, Timmy. So it's kind of like it's a catch twenty two. You're not you're not really going to win uh, when it comes to that. And now he's now he's in a, he's he's dead straight in his prime basically. Um, yeah, you know the two thousand you can throw out the two thousand fifteen two thousand sixteen season because the injury and that and that hand injury that he had that just never went away. Um, you know he went on a, just a brutal stretch where it was like well, why'd you even come back. Uh, I think he played like 12 games, had like no points and like maybe seven shots on goal. And he just sat there. It's like, shut it down, shut it down. And they finally did. Um, John Tapper uh, voice. Shut it down. Shut it all shut down. Shut it down. Okay. The concerns of concerns, at least a little bit. His metrics as far as advanced stats relative. The goofiest thing is to start off this year. He was actually downright unlucky. Mm-hmm. PDO was 97. Which was, it's funny, two years ago it was the same thing. How about that? Timmy, it's almost dead exact within about a decimal point. You know, within about a tenth. That's really weird. Um, the shooting percentage is a little bit different. Like his on-ice shooting percentage this year is actually the lowest of his career. Five on five. Strange, but true. His possession numbers took a bit of a hit in the early going. But normally he's, you know, his early years, especially in Ottawa, he was a very solid possession guy. But remember, those first few years, Ottawa was a mid-50s percentage Corsi and Fenwick team. So they were around 54-55%. And they've come back a little bit since then, obviously. They've come down a little bit because of the system that they're playing now. Um, his numbers will get a boost in Nashville. He's not going to be a 47% Corsi <laughs> in Nashville. At least I don't. I don't think so. Um, you know, and it's, like I said, this is why I say the, the specter of small sample sizes is dangerous. Here's my thing, though. Is a 55 to 60 point player worth $6 million a year in this day and age in the NHL? Probably. Yeah. Probably. And I know people are like, oh, it's a, you know, it's an overpay. And yeah, it is. By the way, stupid Calgary scored, and uh, I was right on the money as usual. Pro League from Backland shorthanded. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I wish, uh, yeah, I wish people would listen. Look. The the 3M line is dangerous against New Jersey. The last two times that Devils have been in Calgary, and you'd think somebody would learn. But, all right. By the way, Charlie Lindgren got a shutout tonight. We'll just throw that one out there. Let that sink in and marinate a little bit. 
against Chicago in Chicago. Let it sit there for a little bit. Let the Montreal media go nuts. 37 save shutout. Okay. Again, like I said, we let it set in a little bit. It's fair. 3-0 and in its career. Right. Totally a Hall of Famer, Fame goal. Uh, obviously. Just plan the parade immediately. Okay. Now, like we said, like we said with Terrace, in this day and age, 55, 55 to 60 point a year player is worth six million bucks. Especially a guy that does play a little bit more of a two-way game. The concerns are obvious. Health and some some lapses as far as on ice judgment. Every player has that from time to time. The health is more of a concern with him, though. You know, he's had hand you know he's had hand and wrist problems. He's had he's had flu-like symptoms in his career. I know it doesn't sound like much, but god awful seems to get sick at least twice, two to three times a year. He he's on our washer washer hands list. Um, far too often. My problem is not in years one, two, and three, because that's basically you're two, you're in a two to three year window if you're a Predators fan right now. Because Pekka Rene, age thirty-seven, what kind of deal is he going to get? I don't know. And will UC Faros be good enough to be a valuable NHL starter at that point? I don't know. I mean, look. Rene's gotten off to a nice start so far this year. And that's that's a good sign. Um, but after that, it, it's a serious question mark. And it's something that has to it has to be asked. Uh what what Nashville what David Poyle and Nashville do with Pekka Rene in two years. But right now that window is wide open. They have a lot of cap space. They have things that they can do that other teams cannot do, i.e. the Penguins, etc. It's pretty goofy to think that Nashville actually is better off not acquiring Matthew Shane. Yeah. And, and he, here's the other reason why. Two players aren't just necessarily similar in salary, which makes this kind of almost fun in a way to me because you're comparing two $6 million guys essentially that are not necessarily around the same age but at the same career level, more or less. Duchesne is almost 27. So actually, you know what? Close enough. Close enough. When you think about it, I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting that Duchesne isn't like 20. Just turned 26. He's like, you know, almost 27. All right. Here's the thing too. Duchesne has a hair more upside as far as 
point production. No question about it. This is a guy that has topped. He's top 30 goals in his career. Mm -hmm. He's top 65 points twice. These are things that Kyle Terrace cannot say. Now this is where it gets fun. Metrics-wise, they're about the same kind of player. How bad was Matt Duchesne at 505 last year? Pretty damn bad. His PDO was 94.7. And that includes a bump up in the last 10 to 12 games when basically Sven Andrigetto came to the avalanche and went magic lucky charms. Now, we, we must ask this. Was this an indication of the abs just being terrible, or what's this defense doing? I think it's a little bit of both. You have to think it's, yeah, you have to think it's a bit of both. Um, the uncertainty over everything, plus the injuries, plus just bad, bad team defense and goaltending. Uh, along with always being on your heels. Here's the funny part, too, last year. Lost in this. Duchesne's initial metric numbers are not bad. No. I mean, you look at the you look at the two years before, and it's like, ow. And then you look at last year, weirdly, and it's like, huh? He's kind of more up and down. Metric-wise, this year he's actually dead, just about dead even. Uh, of course, E. Fenwick, not, Fenwick, not so much. But to be fair, they had a five-on-five on-ice shooting percentage of 12.5% when he was on the ice, Timmy. That's really high. You you don't see that. You, you'll, you'll see like 9.7, 10.1, 10.5 every so often, you know, for a player like Duchesne. I mean, that's putting him on a pace for 70 to 75 points easy. Yeah. And that's that's just where it is. I don't know what he'll do in Ottawa. Like I said, I I think you're still getting close to about the same player. And that's my my issue with it. I, I don't know if this was really where... I mean, look. The reports say that he really wanted to go there. But this was kind of one of the destinations he wanted to go to all along. Okay. But now you're playing in a semi-defensive system with Guy Boucher. I mean, look at poor Mike Hoffman, who... Uh, yeah, don't even... Just painful. My, look, Mike Hoffman is not a third-line forward... playing first-line power play minutes. He should be a top-six forward with all the power play time he can muster and then some. And he's misused. I just think he he is, and and that's it. So, it all comes back to, again, you know, do you prefer Terrace or Duchesne? If you're Nashville, probably Terrace. 
And the only reason why I'll say this, Timmy, is because he's produced in the playoffs before. Yes. Duchesne, you don't know what you're going to get there. At least with Nashville, you know what you're getting. And the nice thing for Nashville is they're getting a second-line center that they really need it. Nick Bonino was not the answer. Whatever insert name jabroni here was not the answer. Johansson's your 1C. That's so etched in stone, I'm still trying to break out of it. You needed a second center, and you needed a guy that could have some power play presence and could play with Philip Forsberg, for crying out loud, if Peter Laviolette wants to get into his fits of bumping Forsberg down. Whatever reason, I still don't understand because I'm not an expert on that that part of the equation. I'm just not. I don't know enough Nashville. I just know that Forsberg scores on Tuesdays. That's it. All, all kidding aside. Um, but I really did want to go into this trade extensively, and I didn't care if it took 45 bloody minutes. Because this was a huge deal. I mean, for an hour there, Timmy, on Twitter, it was, well, what pieces did they get now? Or yeah. what, what's really going on? And look, yes, there's four hockey. Four, there were four hockey games going on tonight. And lost in all of those. Detroit somehow shut out Edmonton 4 nothing in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we said, Charlie Lindgren getting a shutout in Chicago. Of course, mm-hmm. the Islanders being the um, ads that was, we talked about. And the irony of all this, um, as um, one of the ads got victimized by the injury ninja, Duchenne was traded. Followed him right to the F. Blake Como. Was helped off the I, ice. I, like I said, I saw this on the. I saw this because uh, I was watching the Islanders Avalanche game. Because that was the one feed, obviously live time. And I'm looking, and I'm, I'm like, well, why? You see the trainer on the one side. Mm-hmm. You see Como, and then you see Duchesne. And it's like, really? I was like, he looks like he's walking just fine. Okay, and then it dawns on you, like. Oh, oh boy. This is really going to happen. And sure enough, it did. Um, I mean, again, I'm interested to see what happens, who they pair Duchesne with. I'd like to see him paired. I would love to see, uh, I I hope this would work. I don't know how Duchesne would be as a center with these two guys. Stone or Hoffman, St- Hoffman, Duchesne, Stone as a first line. And that would be interesting. Probably not going to happen, but that would be fun. Yeah. It would probably drive Guy Boucher into an early grave, but it would be a lot of fun to watch. Because Stone just generates chances all over the place. Hoffman is a walking one-timer with just with a wicked wrist shot, and Duchesne can be a still can be a very good playmaker, obviously. Um, who has a bit of a shot on it of his own, of course. All right, 
we've had enough fun with this. I said we would keep this to about an hour and 20 to an hour and 30 minutes. And somebody keeps telling me there's injuries. So we must get to the unfortunate time of the night where this segment brought to you by the Injury Ninja. Injuring people since 2007. Ruining fantasy hockey dreams since 2000. Who's next hockey fans? Impressive. Interesting. Yeah. We still need the robot. And yes, guys, we are still trying to fi- uh, figure out sound clips, transferring files, oh, yada, oh, yada, fun. yada. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, it sounds more professional. What do people want? Okay? We're working on that. Send us money. We'll we'll make it happen. No, I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. Double or nothing? You could try it. Um, All right. And all right. We're just going over the injuries from basically the last week or so. Um, I did a quick count of the injury ninja um, list, and it's really getting extensive again. Um, You know, it's like just when I thought, you know, it was getting a little better, and then all of a sudden things got bad again. Nope. I mean, you just go through and it's like, ow, 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 more, ow, even more, and then you just go, oof. Then we add top goalies to it, and it's just, it's unfortunate. By the way, I just want to throw this out there, Timmy. New York Rangers are somehow healthy. That needs to be changed. That's the odd thing about their start. Yeah, although they did get extremely lucky over the weekend against Tampa Bay. Um, yeah, they did. Yeah, that that was a goal, kids. I don't care what anybody says. Um, all right, Timmy. We are up to 98 players injured. We are almost at the magic 100. And wow. if a couple players actually hadn't returned over the weekend, we would be at 100. Um, all right, let's see if I can go through some of these really fast. Uh, Ryan Getzloff was put on the IR to due to, and I'm still calling it facial fractures, um, until somebody tells me otherwise. It's just it sounds it sounds appealing. Um, after that, Nicholas Hallmanson also on the IR due to an upper body injury. Uh, Boston, yeah, I know, I know. I'm sorry, Timmy. David Backus, again. Again, due to... Look, it's a Saturday Night Live bit when Saturday Night Live was still good. Yep. Colin Blow, the cereal for old men. <laughs> I wish I was kidding. Um, but... Yeah. Colon surgery will be out eight weeks. Be re- He'll be re-evaluated then and such, so... Yeah, we're sorry, kids. Um, Buffalo, Timmy. They called up Justin Bailey. He had a few good games, and then he injured his groin on Halloween. That really happened. And it gets worse. Oh, wait, it gets worse. Oh, look, Buffalo didn't have enough injuries as it was, so we added Rasmus Ristolainen to the list, who was questionable for this week after suffering an upper body injury. 
But hey, Calgary, we have good news and bad news. The bad news is Travis Hamannick went on the IR due to an undisclosed injury noting as I've been playing poorly. Um, we may use that later on for another injured player, but eh, figured get it out of the way now. Uh, Timmy Yarmir Yager looks like he may play on as soon as Tuesday. So I guess the groin is healing up enough. Uh, the annual yeah, uh, the annual Yarmir Yager groin injury at this point. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Carolina Brett Pesci took a shot to the head on Halloween during practice. Yeah, really, this really happened. He has a concussion. He's day to day. He might miss a few more games this week, so keep an eye on it. Uh, the Blackhawks, Gustav Forsling has missed the last couple games with an upper body injury. <sighs> Coach Quenville says that he's getting closer to returning, so uh, I'll I'll still believe that one when I see it. Um, you know, Colorado, Anders Lindholm is day-to-day with a broken... Okay, I love this. Day-to-day with a broken jaw. Oh, wait, Timmy. 99 players. I forgot. Blake Como is day-to-day with an injury. So, all right. There there, there you go. That, that, that's fair enough. Um, Columbus. Uh, Matt Calvert went out after le- during last night's game with, mm-hmm. with an upper body injury. He's day-to-day. Cam Atkinson's what previously believed to be groin injury was thought to be just day-to-day. He's now was put on the IR retroactive. He's going to miss a few more games. Gabriel Carlson was called up. Uh, this means Tyler Mott is still a viable fantasy alternative, at least for a little while longer. That's, that's good news. Uh, Dallas. Uh, oh, shit. Uh, this is bad. Uh, beep, beep, Richie. Upper body injury. Yeah, he's been placed on the IR. Tyler Pitlick is day to day with an AC undisclosed injury, believed to be um, an AC joint injury, but eh, we can't say that yet. And Radic Fox, uh, who unfortunately suffered a lower body injury last night against Buffalo. This always seems to happen against Buffalo for some reason. Dallas gets really banged up every year. It seems like there's always a player or two that gets banged up against. Buffalo around this time of year. It just makes no sense, but it, it does happen. Uh, Edmonton, Anton Slepyshev was injured the other night against the Devils. Uh, did not play very much and is out with an undisclosed injury. L.A., nothing new there. Minnesota, more the same. At least they got Niederreier and Granlin back to full health. and there's, eh, They're still around 500 anyway. Montreal, speaking of player that might be playing, not playing because he's allegedly hurt or not hurt, depending on what you want to think. Uh, Carrie Price is day-to-day with the, hey, when you're playing bad, just blame the groin injury. Yep. Sorry, it just just has to be called for what it is. Um, Player is... A few steps slow, fractions of a second. Play McGroin. Naturally. Must be moving tentatively. Okay. 
Uh, Charlie Houdon is uh, day-to-day with an upper body uh, injury, believed to um, wrench something in his neck and shoulder area. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Nashville, nothing to see here. Uh, Devils, uh, Marcus Johansson played the other night. Got rammed into the boards head first. I'd be surprised to see him until maybe next weekend, perhaps. And Steven Santini's, um, apparently he had a bit of a collarbone and ribs issue that was nagging over the last week, and they kept him out tonight. Uh, hence, Mirko Mueller and, and Reverend Lovejoy are in for the New Jersey Devils. Um, the Islanders are actually healthy, more or less. Uh, Adam Pellick is injured, but you know, you know, he's your seventh defenseman. That's not so bad, no. in that sense. All right, so Ottawa, nothing new there. Uh, Philadelphia, Shane Gostisbehere is back, thankfully. Which I mean, those few games he was out wasn't so bad because look. Ivan Provorov was blocking 20 million shots in that time. Um, Nolan Patrick is still out with a concussion. Come on, TSN. It's a concussion. You can say it. It's okay. Just because you thought he was the number one draft pick and Nico Hishier was not went number one instead. Don't get sour grapes on the injury report. Not gonna not not acceptable. Uh Racco Gudis is day to day with an upper body injury. No, it wasn't because he got Superman punched by Kevin Bieksa last week. Not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Um, all right. Pittsburgh, no, nothing new in the news there. San Jose, Mark Edward Vlasic out with a head injury, Timmy. And he's day-to-day. I still suspect that's going to be one of those IR retroactives. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. Um, St. Louis, nothing new. You know, same three players. That seems like it's been forever. Um, Tampa Bay, nope. Toronto, Joffrey Lupul, don't worry about it. Um, Vancouver has gotten enough of their players back that they're okay. Um, like we mentioned with with uh, Vegas, obviously Vegas, no Flurry, no Subban, no Dansk. Although. People keep telling me that Flurry could be back as soon as this week. So, there's and believe me, they need him because yes, Maxim is not the max. Uh, at least when it comes to goaltending, although he did manage to beat Ottawa uh, by the skin of his teeth. Uh, Washington, nothing really new to report, and Winnipeg, nothing new to report either. A lot of a lot of the injuries, uh, like we said, some. Some pending, some not quite there yet. Um, but we're up to 99 injuries already. And Which, we are just I thought we would actually get to 100. We're but. close. We're close. I mean, you got to remember, too, several players came back. Yes. And I'm sure that will be the case this week, too. Yager, et cetera, coming back and such. Um, but... Something important to note this week, Timmy, and why I think injuries will be considerably here to stay. Okay. 
wiki look at the schedule this week and why people will not be happy. The balanced schedule is back, Timmy. The groaning. The groaning of groaning. At least for this week. Uh aside from aside from Wednesday, every other every other day this week has five or more games. Mm-hmm. Uh Monday has six. Tuesday has nine. Thursday has seven and Friday has seven. Why does God punish me on a, on a week like this? I will never. Um, oh, and the irony of all this, of the uh, Duchenne trade, guess who's uh-oh. playing this weekend over in Sweden? Uh-oh. Oh, boy. That's right, kids. Oh, no, you're going there, aren't you, Timmy? Friday and Saturday, Ottawa and Colorado, and they um, get to play in what the NHL is calling a resurrection of this European series, this global series, rather. Yeah. Uh. All right, so for those that don't know, and part of the reason why, again, for the the balance schedule is to have this Friday game that will be on at 2 o'clock Eastern, which means over there in lovely Sweden. That's like, what, 7? That's 7 o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. And then you have the Saturday game at 1, which is like a 6-something start. All right. That's going to be kind of... It's going to be kind of weird. Um... I'm not sure. Yeah, it's just a weird coincidence that that, that happens to occur. Um, you know, Carlson gets to go home. All right, so are we just roster, you know, you just tell people roster Eric Carlson for Friday and Saturday and get it over with. Yeah, it's really. Okay. Um, but but with again, with the with the balanced schedule and how this is going to work, um Man, the, the the funny thing too is the following week is the exact opposite to me. There's like a few games on Sunday, you know, the twelfth. There's two games on Monday. You know, eight on Tuesday. Okay, fair enough. Three on Thursday. Twelve on the Thursday. It's like, huh? Yeah, really. And guess where I'll be that week? Hmm. Gee, I don't know, Tammy. Where will he be? I will actually be out in California that week following the Bruins. Crazy, crazy person. Of course. According to our sources, (laughs) Bruins Daily Organization. (laughs) Yep. Oh, boy. We got him. We got him everywhere. Jeez. Yeah, I can't do that anymore. No, no, no. Hey, wait a minute. You know what I forgot, Timmy? There is the annual day before Thanksgiving 15-game Lollapalooza. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. I, 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 I always look forward to that a little bit. Um, and we get a certain uh, matchup um, that is near and dear to our hearts. Yeah, it was the night. 
"'Twas the night before Thanksgiving, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a freaking Taylor Hall hat trick. Maybe. Really? Hey, why not? I, I tried. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's going to work, but that that is going to be one of the kookiest freaking things. And I don't know why. There are, there are eight, there are 20 teams. If I, if I've read this right to me. There are 20 teams that play three games in four nights mm-hmm. during Thanksgiving weekend. Holy shit. Yes, folks, we said that. Holy shit. I mean, it's insane. I mean, if you look... I mean, the Friday, pe- people play all the games. Oh, by the way, that is like the worst split slate of death on Friday, too. There are more Black Friday games than you can count. Even Vegas gets in on the act with a 3 o'clock Pacific time special. Actually, Minnesota plays at 3 o'clock their time. Anaheim plays at 1 o'clock their time. Oh, boy. Um, The Devils entertain Vancouver on Black Friday. Yeah, I know. Here, here, here's your, here's your goofy schedule, Timmy. You're, you're gonna like this. Devils entertain Vancouver, then go to Detroit the next night. Yep. Yep, that's the NHL for you. It seems like this only happens to the Devils on Fridays and Saturdays more this year than any, any other team. It's almost, and the bu- irony is almost Buffalo of, level. And because of all the games on Friday. No afternoon games on Saturday. Yeah, how nice of them, right? Yeah. Instead, we have three afternoon on Sunday, including a five o'clock matchup between uh, the. That one's rough. That one is rough. I forgot about that, Timmy. God, yeah, the, the scheduling matrix this year is definitely somebody. Um, Somebody hit the hit the major league panic button and went, oh, um, oops. Yeah, we forgot to, that we should screw this up massively. Mind you, this is a Olympic year without the Olympics. Yeah, which create you know, like you said, creates its own issues. Um, a quick quick look at tomorrow. Um, the annual dry paint bowl between the Bruins and Minnesota is included in there. I don't, I don't even know what to think about this tomorrow. I really don't. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know what to think of that game. Um. You'll be watching a lot of paint dry is what you'll be doing. You know what, though? Boston almost has to speed this up. Yeah. They really do. Um, look, Minnesota doesn't... All right. Because we can do this, thanks thanks to our friends at Covers.com for being so nice and giving us free things. Um the day my subscri- my subscription ends to this is the day I will be a very sad person. Um, 
just because these reports come immensely in handy and they're pretty in depth for you know my standards anyway. Um that is easy to follow, which kinda helps. Alright. What people needeth to know. Boston, good at home. Kind of, except for against Colorado. <laughs> it's just And Washington, they're only under regulation lots at home. You know what's crazy tomorrow? Arizona and Washington should be a high scoring game in theory. Yeah. The two worst penalty killing teams tomorrow that are facing off are Arizona and Washington. And it's a shock, but Washington, since Niskanen went down, their penalty kill is below 70%. It's bad. I mean, it's it's real bad. Um, well, their whole team is bad, but the penalty kill is just a microcosm of. Oh, it, it definitely doesn't help. Um, you know, Columbus plays the Rangers. Rangers have Rangers are a real mixed bag against Columbus. You never quite know what's going to happen there. Um, and God, there's a lot of issues there. There, re- there really is. Um, and the annual Tortorella Bowl, nonetheless. What timing for that? Hey. Hey, perfect timing. I mean, look, you know, Rangers are starting to look a little better. They got a bit of help over the weekend. Um, they've won three straight. Mm-hmm. It's funny. They've won three straight. They're still in seventh place in the Metropolitan Division. How yep. crazy is yep. that, right? You won three straight. I mean, all right. They eked one, like I said, they eked one out in Tampa. They really looked Look, Florida Florida can make you look silly at times. To be fair. But they're silly themselves and just have a god-awful penalty kill and can't do... just can't finish games. Um, Alright, so I went looking through this and... Some of the goofiest things that you will say. Guess who leads the Rangers in shots on goal? I would... I would say Zuccarello, but I don't think so. Nope. What? Huh. Way, 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 way down this year. Yeah, way, Zuccarello's way been really disappointing. Yeah. In In that sense, at least. Um, it's still Rick Nash. Nick, that was going to be my second guess, but we've been gone. Yeah, 53 shots on goal, only three goals. Mm-hmm. That's been one of the, one of the bigger problems. Um, you know, Mika Zibanejad, for what it's worth, has 50 shots on goal and eight goals. And his shooting percentage is rather pretty good for oh, that yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. But and it's not out, it's not outrageous either. Sixteen percent is high, but it's not outrageous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you look you look through, and their team, the shooting percentages for the most part, aside from you know Chris Kreider, which should be probably a little hair higher. 
Um, isn't Brady that sketchy bad. has the most shots as a defenseman. That tells you. That tells you something. A little more of a concern there. Um, yeah. No, no question about it. Um, you know, it's like a it's it, it's like I said to you, Timmy. I mean, there's definitely some there's reasons to be a little bit eh, uh oh. Yep. At, at least with the Rangers, and I I could see why people say ah oh, yeah it's a little bit worrisome, but you know they play Columbus and then they play their favorite team Boston Bruins. Um, but here here here's the funny part. You know Lundqvist has has around the league average save percentage right now. Well, a little bit below, uh, you know nine oh two. That was the other thing I noticed so far that. That number, Timmy, that I was expecting to start to go up a little bit, yeah, it's kind of with the with the full moon, has changed a little bit. All right, a so a little bit, yeah. So we went we went through this. We took a look. We had a few last, and we looked. I took a quick look at some of the team numbers all, along the way. Pittsburgh is the thirtieth team right now. When it comes to expected goals uh, against, and even goals against, yeah, well, well, I think or during that three games where they gave up a ten spot and a couple seven spots, it stretched them a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the stats usually don't lie. Yeah, I mean, here, 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 here we go. The, League average save percentage last week was 9.07. It's actually gone down to 9.05. All right. The Penguins' PDO, Timmy, is 94.2. That's frightening. Yeah. It's like, how are the goals even coming? Because, I mean, look, Pittsburgh's 8-6-2. I mean, yeah, I know that's not great, but that's not bad either. Oh. You know, con- <sighs> considering how bad the goaltending and defense has been at times, okay, quite a bit, but shh, besides that point, um, you know, the numbers are just mind-boggling. In, in, in that way. Um, all right, so I let me see if I, I always I always misread this penalty minutes per game. I didn't realize this. Pittsburgh actually one of the one of the worst teams when it comes to taking penalties right now uh, as well. Huh. Thus, go, showing that you indeed can learn something. 13.3% per game. Wow. That's a lot. Nashville, ironically, is the highest in the league right now. Mm-hmm. 16.4. The league average is a little... The league average is 9.4. Um, amus- amusingly enough, Ari- Carolina, Timmy, 
is one of those weird low flow teams when it comes to special teams. Four penalty minutes a game. Yep. They only they only take they only draw six and a half. And I think and I think that's why their special teams percentage is down. They don't get many chances. They yeah, don't. It's, I mean, it's, it's definitely reasonably low enough. All right, let's see. So I, let's go back. They are six for 40. All right, so they have 40 chances in the power play. The league average is 49 this year so mm-hmm. far. That's a decent amount. Uh, team that leads the league in power play chances. Oh, oh, come on. Eyes don't fail me now. Chicago at 63. The Devils amusingly have only 41. Only. Only. Right up there with yep. the Oilers. Who would have thought that the Oilers would be this low? In... I'm a, I'm a little bit surprised. I, I, I did and not Dallas, answer. too. Yeah. Yeah, Dallas. Well, I mean, look. Dallas, you don't want to take a penalty again. <laughs> right. It doesn't. It doesn't end very well. But yeah, Dallas oh geez, Dallas is thirteen for forty on the power play. Yeah. Um they are dangerous. Um I'd argue that this could it's funny because it's like you look. Tampa and Pittsburgh are both seventeen for fifty nine on the power play. Now here, here's here's the other risk. You know, like like we were talking about. You know, Devils have given up 11 power play goals. They've scored 11, but they also allowed five shorthanded goals, which lead the league. Yes, I included tonight's shorthanded goal. To be fair, um, because I'm good with math and and stuff. All right. These are the type of things that you know we often get into with, with the show, just because we you know, almost you almost have to just because this type of trend started last year. The difference was at this time of year, by week five, it was starting to level off. You know, we were starting it was starting to see an upward trend. This year, a little bit different. Uh, one of the main things, Timmy, is shots on goal are up by about three a game across the board, mm-hmm. three to four a game, which makes a big difference in, in the in the in the average save percentage. It makes it look like, hey, it's higher. Uh, oops, not quite. Good. Um, how about the league average power league average power play is nineteen and a half percent. Not bad. All right, so I, I looked at this, too. That's actually uh, trending pretty upward. Because the yeah, team pending. usually, with that uh, type of percentage, is having a pretty good year. Mm-hmm. Okay. League average, goal, league average goals per game so far is 6.2. That is slightly up from last year. Not, but, not that much, though. 
this time last year it was 5.9 Remember more game remember less games have been played though. So that has to be weighed in a teeny bit, but it's not that much of a difference. No. Okay. Teams that give up up a, up a lot of goals. There we go. In their games, at least. Florida, 7.92. Total goals per game. Toronto is next at 7.47. Ottawa, third at 7. It's pretty interesting. You know, you see teams like Tampa, even Pittsburgh. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh's actually closer to the average. Mostly because when they lose, they lose spectacularly bad, don't score a lot of goals. So tampers down the ad average at least a tiny bit. Um, Islanders are near that seven mark. You know, for people that are wondering... The Devils are near that seven mark. The Devils games actually have more goals than Tampa. Hmm. Oh, I've thought. So they, they are a little fun. Um, oddly enough, Arizona and Tampa are at the same level. It's just because Arizona gives up so many more. Tampa scores more. Um... But it it is it is kind of fun to watch like some of these early numbers, um, and some are based on um, what they call strength of schedule, mm-hmm. which is a lot of fun. If you go by the if you go by the um, the SRS, by the way, guess who the best team in the league is? By the SRS. Yeah, it's just it's just strength. Of, it's a nice way of saying strength. Strength of schedule. Best team wing, but based on strength of schedule. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I hard to go. Wanna, hard. I want to say uh, Vegas. I don't know. Close. Close. Top five. Wow. Top five. I mean, they're tied with Chicago. That's not a bad guess. No, it's Excellent not. Guess. Um, L.A., actually. No, it's been my third guess, actually. Yeah, Kings, Blues, and Lightning are one, two, and three. And they're pretty much right next to each You know, pretty much right next to each other, for the most part. So, it, like I said, it's er, it's early in the year. Um, we're just a month in. That's not so bad. No, um, we're a month into our new, new and improved podcast, and like I said, we'll be getting some clips in eventually. I think we're still trying to figure out that out, and um, and a couple other notes. I think um, I I know I won't be on the program next week. I don't know about mm-hmm. two weeks. Maybe I'll be calling in from an undisclosed location 
in San Francisco trying to avoid Raider fans at all costs. Oh, you poor thing. You crazy, crazy man. Look, yeah. I've been out. I've been. I've been. I've been out there. I, I can say I've. I've seen. I've seen. I. I can say I have gone to a Raiders game. So. Wow, that's some experience. That is definitely. Yeah. That is I definitely mean, way different than those old old um, Jets Giants tailgates at the old Meadowlands. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, the game is in Mexico City, but being in the Bay Area for the Sharks game on Saturday, I'm sure I'll be bumping into a couple of Raiders fans. Um, I'll just make sure I avoid any reference to the tuck rule. I would, I would think that's a solid idea. Yeah. It's a stupid rule to begin with, but it's applied appropriately, and we'll just leave it at that. Oh wow, this is pretty cool. I like this. What's uh, this? Hmm. Uh, by the way, Ben Lovejoy scored for New Jersey. <laughs> Sorry, kids. It had to happen. God help us all. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna see what what what. I wind up doing for next week is also to be colder than a frozen rope this, this really? coming weekend. So, or at least colder than a frozen rope for fall standards here so far. Um, that and I got to figure out what the heck I'm going to do with um. <laughs> yeah, it's like, can I make this phone survive another? It's going to be another exciting epi- episode of Can I Make This Phone Survive? Um, poor frickin' thing. Um, oh, a minute or so left. Yeah, right. pretty much. Yep. Um, by, by the way, also we want to uh, mention, folks, that you can download the show indeed tonight uh, on iTunes as always. And, um, you know, we're working on a few things with the Fantasy Hockey X podcast. And, again... Thank you for listening to the program. Timmy, you always have the last word. Aloha. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.